First City, good morning to our partners, and welcome to our Facebook live stream. If this is your first time joining us, I'd love for you to like it, to share it, to put some hearts in the comments, and let us know that you are in the house as Pastor James, our lead pastor here, takes us into the Juicy Fruit series. I don't know what your week has been like, but I'm going to encourage you right now to stand to your feet right where you are. Bandishers, come on here in the sanctuary. Everybody get up. We're going to stand to our feet. I want you to start to proclaim the name of the Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy of all the honor and the praise, dear God. Fill this place, Lord God. Whatever it is, Lord, I just pray that you would be lifted most high. You are worthy, dear God. And before I leave you, I'm going to say this Bible verse that reads from Psalm 136, 27, and it says, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Whatever it is that you're needing from the Lord, whatever it is that you need to hear from the Lord, believe today will be the day you receive it. Believe today change will happen. Believe today is the day that everything turns around all for his glory. Come on, continue to lift the Lord up as the praise team comes and ministers through music. Thank you and God bless.
Good morning and welcome to Diversity, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our Diversity partners, first time guests, and those joining us online. We are so honored that you chose us for your worship experience this morning. Well, don't forget to like, share, ask questions, send some hearts up, get involved. We want to see you connected in the service. Good morning. Good morning, Diverse City people. Welcome and happy November. Like, share, and do your watch parties. Amen. Well, as you know, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, on your phone, it doesn't matter, because we have all gathered together to give who God the glory, honor, and the praise, for he deserves it. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, at this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. We're going to start off this week with a bang with our kids meeting Woo! with their Bible study. Kids Bible study yes. is this Tuesday at 7 p.m. I want you to wear your PJs. I want you to blink, bring your sleep buddy, bring a toy for show and tell, and let us just study the word and just have a wonderful time of yeah. laughter and in just connecting with our kids. Come on, kids. I want to see you there. Hey, hey, 7 p.m. on hey. Tuesday. Parents, make sure your kids get the Bible before the political election is decided. Come, get fed God's word to enjoy this time. It's a great time for fellowship where they yes. get to kick it and hand it out in a customized Bible plan just for them. Amen. Amen. What's next? Amen. And then we're going to meet on Wednesday. Okay. Our SALT ministry. This is our seniors. SALT. They are going to meet on Wednesday at 2.15 okay. for prayer. Now, come on. Yes. Our election is Thursday. So we need Tuesday. to join together. Tuesday. Yes, we I need to you. join together to pray for our nation. Yes. We need to join together to pray for diverse city and just for for everybody involved during this time. Yes. So come on, seniors. I want to see you on the Zoom call 215 this Wednesday. Don't miss it. Yes. Look on the and screen for the contact information. Come and enjoy this fellowship. This is an awesome time. Maybe I may make a cameo. Can I make a cameo or is it sure. exclusive club only? I don't know. Okay. Sure, why right. not? You're the all pastor, so right. we'll let you come. And okay, thank you. And then on Wednesday night, all of my AYM, this is our Aftershock youth ministry. Youth come ministry. All of our youth ministry, I want to see you 7 p.m. on Zoom to get connected, to study the Word of God, yes. to just dump to just dive deep, not yes. dumb, to dive deep, deep into the word of God and Amen. just get connected with the other youth. So I want to see you 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes. Give it up. <laughs> then on Thursday is time for prayer. Yes. Our prayer team is ready, available every Thursday night at 7 p.m. <clears throat> we join on Zoom. You can also join us through Facebook Live. So I want to yes. see you there 7 p.m. Send in your prayer requests. Send in your praise reports. Come on. We have heard about people getting delivered from diseases. Yes. People getting healed from diseases. Amen. People getting delivered from COVID. Come on. So come on. Prayer works. And during this time, we need to yes. rally together in prayer for our nation. As we talked about the election being on Tuesday. Come on, church. We need to gather together yes. to pray. 
for our pastors, to pray for our church members, <coughs> and to pray for each other. So I want to see you on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Yeah, and just even saying that, don't wait to Thursday. You should start praying now. I was going to, but I'm being nice. I wanted to do another three-day fast, but I, I'm not going to push it on everyone. But let's do our part. You do not have to wait to Thursday to put in your prayer request. Amen. Send it to our DCC communication. Put it right now in the comments. Type pray with a colon, whatever your request is. We'll make sure we have our leaders, our pastors, and our entire community coming together to make a petition to make intercession on your behalf. We believe that all things are possible as we come together. The more than conquerors body of Christ in such a time as this. Amen. Amen. Well, then we're going to be right back here here next Sunday for our virtual service. I want to see you 1030. Yes. Just excited to hear the word of God. Excited during this juicy fruit. Season. Part seven. We have juicy shirts fruit. on. If you would like a shirt, please reach out to me. Um, we can get that for you and, and get you connected to the person that is making the shirts for right. us. So we want to thank you. I'm so glad that you're part of the service. And now we're going to get into another part of worship. And I want you to get your hearts ready to give. Amen. All right. Take care and stay connected. See you later. Good morning, DCC family. Good morning once again. We are here virtual. It is time to give through our tithes and our offering. You know, I'm in a little different setting today, um, but not only in, in physical, but in spiritual, my mind. And as I begin to think about like principles of life as a Christian, you know, I, I got to be honest. I just continue to, to think about like all the times that I've been tried and tested and all the times that I've, I've just been like seems to be put through the fire. You know, the Bible talks about the fire of life, it talks about fire in the Bible so many times, right? From the very beginning, uh, through the, the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, they used fire for the sacrifices and for the burnt offerings. If you, if you think about any kind of purification process, uh, when it comes to like gold and minerals, what do they use? They use fire, they use heat. Why? Because it purges it. It gets rid of all the un other things um, that, that is unnecessary, that is bad, and, and, it, and, it, and what rises to the top and what the, the finished product is something that's beautiful. And it's just like us. Fire hurts. It, it hurts. And, and like from our mind, our physical mind, we say, we look at fire, we're like, oh man, ouch, I don't want to touch that. It's going to hurt. It's going to burn. It's going to burn. And, and a lot of times we don't look at it as a necessary thing. But the Bible teaches us about fire and how God is present through fire. In Hebrews 12 and 28 and 29, it says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe." 29 says, for our God is a devouring fire. It says, because we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. That means you got to understand like what the, your purpose in life here on earth as a Christian is. The Bible doesn't say that you're going to you're going to live a, a perfectly uh, a pure uh, a life full of um, full of no issues or problems. We know that to be the contrary. But it says even then know that you're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable and through the fire, the God that we serve is a devouring fire. 
That means like when he comes hold and takes root in your life, he wants to devour and all those things, all those impurities, all those things that he wants to extract. You know, it, it's fire that, that that when they would do the burnt offerings, they would burn all the flesh and the sinews and everything else. And it would be just the bones left. And even in a lot of those examples in the Bible, even the bones itself would be burned up and consumed. So let allow God to consume every part of your life today. And that starts with you giving and being obedient, saints. Be obedient today and know that God, the God you serve is devouring fire. And through. if you just trusted him, if you just believe in him, he is the one who will devour all those things, all those issues. Amen. If you um, are first uh, a first time listener or if you just need to be reminded, uh, just know that you can text the word diverse to 73256. That's the word diverse to 73256. Um, you can go to diversity.church. You can scroll down to the donate tab and you can give that way uh, or you can mail it into 3201 Itasca Street and we'll receive it that way. Saints, let's pray before we head into praise and worship. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for this timeless opportunity that we have to be among you. God, we may be separate again, but Lord God, we're, we are like-minded and we're one with Christ. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to purge us and begin to, to, to wipe away anything that's unclean in our lives, God. Father, that we understand the principles behind stewardship and being obedient and faithful. Lord, you've called us to purpose and you've called us to so many things. So I pray, Lord God, that whatever comes in the storehouse, Father, that you would use it. Use it today, God. Use it today to further your kingdom and your kingdom only, God. Not for selfish gain, not for anything else, God. We believe in the work that's being done here at Diverse City and we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Amen. Let's jump back into praise and worship, saints. Hallelujah.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, diversity. It is November 1st. I decree and declare that this will be the best month of this year. I believe it. My God promises better. My God promises that we can get stronger. My God promised that we can get wiser. And I believe today God has put me on assignment to be able to share, to release something into your spirit. For those that need encouragement, it is here. For those that need to be equipped, it is here. For those that need to be empowered, it is here. And those that have shared, those that have started a watch party, evangelism is coming right here and right now. If you agree, put amen in the comments. Say amen in the sanctuary. Amen. 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 Woo! Stand to your feet. It is time to get into God's word. Here we are with our Juicy Fruit series. Go ahead and locate Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23. Again, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And we will read from the New International Version. All right. Go ahead and get it. When you got it, say, I got it in the comments. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23. Okay, let's go. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to share in your experience, your word today. Lord, I pray that today be the most impactful sermon ever released out of my mouth. Allow those to be revived, renewed, and refreshed by the reading and the inscribing and the describing so they can prescribe to others the gospel is real, the gospel is alive, and we will share and put on our shoes of the gospel to share, to show the world in such a time as this, that you are alive, that you are well, and you will use us to produce juicy fruit in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So here it is, last moment. If you have not done so already, like, share, subscribe. This is our opportunity for free evangelism, free positivity. Let's combat, let's push against, let's be counterculture in this season. Amen. So for those that have not been here, we are talking about juicy fruit. Say juicy fruit. So in the life of every believer... Fruit is a natural result of our experience and our growing relationship with God. It can't be done by man-made or selfish ambitions or desires. It does not come from striving or straining or from our human toil or sacrifice or determination. 
Miss Sharon, it comes from our time spent with him. It comes from when we're tested to respond according to the word, not according to the word on the street. We respond to his word. We read his logos. We respond to his fresh revelation given to us. And as we yield our hearts, our mind, and our spirit, we can produce miracles. We can manifest God's promise and we're able to get back on the right track to complete our purpose and will on this earth. Yeah. So producing the fruit of the spirit is basic, but just to make sure you cannot produce the fruit of the spirit, Papa John, without the Holy Spirit. That'll catch you Tuesday. So here we are in part number five. Put five, or yeah, put five in the comments. Part number one, we talked about roots because you have to be connected to the source to produce fruit. Part number two, we spoke on joy. Joy, 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 down in my heart. Yes, it is internal and it's done and it's cultivated based on perspective and our stewardship. Then part number three, my baby, the first lady, my wife, talked about faithfulness. Were we able to see as we stay committed to him, we will do our part and we can see his manifestation taking place in our life. And then last week we did a two-for-one special. And honestly, if I really wanted to, it could have been a three-for-one because these two align with what we're talking about today. Last week, we talked about kindness and goodness. So what's the difference? Kindness is the attitude. Goodness is the action. They work together. Kindness and goodness. When my head, when my heart and my hands are in harmony to serve and to worship God, that our light will shine, that others will see, that we're able to bring glory to him. Don't miss this part right here. Listen, there is no neutrality in Christianity. Think about that. There is no neutrality in Christianity. What does that mean? If we can be honest, you're getting better or you're getting worse. We don't just stay the same. We get better, we're moving towards God, or we're moving away from God. And sometimes some areas we're doing good, and there are some other areas where we have some oops. Some of us are doing good in our morals, in our character, and others are doing bad in terms of our finances and resources. Some are doing well in our health, and it looks nice, and it's great because the Bible tells us that we are to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prosper, but our nasty attitude and our actions have jacked up our relationship, and we want to blame it on a pandemic and our trials and our tests, and God is saying, you're missing your moment to produce juicy fruit. You're not neutral. If you think you're neutral, you're probably going back. Just ask your neighbor. Put it in the comments. I'm sure we'll do do an assessment on you right now. Just let you know you're going to mess up. If you don't check yourself, you're going to wreck yourself for my old school players. 
And to my men, I always talk about this when I like to do an assessment. We're getting ready to finish the year. Almost done with 2020. I thought I'd get an amen on that. (laughs) We're almost done. When Thanksgiving starts to come around, I start thinking, Gio, I'm like, okay, did I hit my goals? Was it fool's goals on my New Year's commitments and resolutions? And then I'm starting to think about what am I going to do next year? And I start thinking about my five pillars. I always preach this to men, but it's good for women. How am I doing in my faith and my walk with God? Is it neutral or am I moving forward and moving back? How am I doing with my family? Has the pandemic revealed that they can't stand me or I can't stand them because we stuck in a house? How am I doing in my finances? I said I would not shop on Amazon, but I got bored and I felt the cell calling, calling my name. How am I doing with my fitness? I want a six pack, but I'm still rocking a sits fat. And how am I doing in freedom? Maybe I'm upset. Maybe I'm not producing fruit because I feel trapped. This is the time. You cannot wait to 2021 to start investigating, to start figuring out. Count your losses. Count your blessings and move forward. Take an eternal indictment and figure out what's going on because better is available for you. So today, we are going to talk about gentleness. Put gentleness in the comments. See, I just felt the environment of the room just go down when you say gentleness. If I were to say, self-control, yeah, gentleness. And if I can be honest, when we were preparing for this series, I'm like, oh yeah, gentleness, let me get one of the female pastors or female leaders to teach on gentleness. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. He told me, you need to do right teaching, right understanding, provide a balance, and to give a male perspective on my fruit that I want to give to you, which is gentleness. I said, okay, all right, this will be fun. I've avoided this text and topic, but here we go. Because just like me, we try to compromise in our walk with Christ. We want to pick and choose the areas where we want to grow and say, you know what? Nah, I'll give up my mouth, but I won't give up my wallet. I'll grow in strength, but I ain't giving up sets. <laughs> Quiet on the set. And we try to pick and choose and try to put God in a box and direct our Lord and Savior on how we should grow in our ranks. And now we're not operating in sin. This is willful disobedience. And the thing is, when God gives us a test, if we don't pass, we're going to retake it. You're going to stay right there. And you're trying to figure out why are you in a place of lack 
of bondage or maybe even insecurities because they're coming up and you're still in neutrality. I'm just in neutral. It looks good. The car is on, but something, something just ain't right. So when we look at these things, I've said it before, I'll take four fruit, I'll take four of the juicy fruit, but the other five, let's just wait to, not even 2021, but let me, let me just hold it to 2022. Move on real quick. So, what's up, Tony? So we, let me just take my time, we get, we get proud of our four fruit that we're producing. But the thing is, most people, most non-believers are watching the other five that is fruitless in your life. I got the love of God. I'm not concerned about faithfulness. And your boss said you can't be trusted and you're mad because there is no production because you've neglected faithfulness. Yes, you got the love of God. Yes, the Bible says to love God with all your mind, your heart, and your soul. To love God first and love your neighbor as yourself. But let's treat, let's preach the whole Bible, not just picking and choosing the ones we like and fit in this season. Yes, I'm a man of God. Look at my life. I'm producing peace. But then at the same time, we keep giving Papa John a piece of our mind, Katrina a piece of our mind, Gio a piece of our mind, and you can't have self-control because you lost and given away all your mind. So we pick and choose, and when it comes to gentleness, this is one that we try to avoid, and people avoid churches with fruitless Christians. If you want to take a note, here's a good part. If your current self doesn't look back at your old self and disagree with some of the things that you have been doing, time has passed and you haven't changed. If your current self can't look back at your past self and say, I'm doing better in this, I'm doing better in that, that means time has passed and you haven't changed. Just because it's going to be a new year, it's not going to be new you unless you change. Change doesn't happen until change happens. Change does not happen until you change. Gentleness. Let's define it real quick. Gentleness, when you look at the Webster Bible, you see kind, you see moderate, you see amiable, you see not rough, you see not violent or combative. When you're, con- when you're gentle, it means that you can handle unfair treatment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, stay with me. And when you look at it and you study gentleness in the Greek, it implies meekness. It implies respect for others. It means others focus and not self-focus. It is the opposite of selfishness. It is the opposite of being judgmental. It means we don't put people into broad categories. It means we see them, we see each situation 
individually because the Holy Spirit will instruct you. He will teach you in the way you will go, and he will give you discernment about the situation. Gentleness. It involves humility, which means that it cannot have pride. Gentleness. If I had to give you one statement, put this in the comments. Gentleness is strength under control. Again, say it with me in the crowd. Gentleness is strength under control. It doesn't mean I, so what does that mean? I don't overreact to situations, events, or my emotions. We know things are going to happen. We know our emotions are out of alignment, but gentleness is able to take all of that stuff under control. See, I've come, and as I was preparing for this, probably about Tuesday, God started to show me that the people that I have personal relationship with, not just on TV, not just my distant mentors, the people that I love and truly embrace, the characteristic that I admire the most is because they are gentle. That's men, that's women. Matter of fact, I was going to say this, gentle people are the strongest people on earth. Mm -hmm. See, when you're weak, you get arrogant. When you're weak, you are prideful. When you're weak, you can be pushy. When you are weak, you can be rude. Gentleness means that I'm under God's control and not man's control. Again, for the people in the balcony, gentleness is when I'm under God's control and not man's control. Amen. Let's set a foundation real quick. Go with me to Philippians chapter 4, and let's look at verse number 4 and 5. Again, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, and we're going to take this from the New International Version as we continue to lay the foundation. The Bible tells us, put this on the screen, Kev, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Then verse number 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Why? Because the Lord is near. See, Miss Sharon, when I first got it, I was just looking at verse number five, and I just said, okay, let your gentleness be evident to all. Okay, I get it. And why? Because the Lord is near. And then God told me, hey, you got to go to verse number four. You can't even get and stay in that place of mind if you don't have a spot, a place, a reverence, an attitude, a desire to rejoice. You can't stay gentle if you can't have the joy of the Lord and experience it. Rejoice in the Lord. Not sometimes, not when you feel like it, not on Fridays when you get paid. You do it always. There is always a reason to praise the Lord. Hallelujah! And when you do it, you got to do verse number four. Then you can let your gentleness be evident to all because you've already been charged up. That's why we got to do it first before our day gets control of us again. We give our control back to God so we can rejoice, so we can worship, so we can pray as we get our instructions because the world is coming to fight for the controller. Point number one, 
Gentleness requires an attitude of gratitude. Again, gentleness requires an attitude of gratitude. See, until we make a conscious and a consistent decision to celebrate, to appreciate, and to worship God, that attitude of gratitude will be here today and it can be gone tomorrow. One text, one email, one phone call, and it is gone. And God is saying, I will inhabit the praises of this people. I will build a fortress around you that things come. It hits you like fiery darts and you're able to hold up the shield of faith in the middle of that situation when you have an attitude of gratitude. It will become evident to all. What does it mean to be evident to all? That means when God puts somebody on your heart, you just don't pray for them. You make a phone call. You give. You reach out. You show your support. And if you haven't been doing it in such a time like this, in a year like this, me and my wife are doing more counseling than ever because we're trying to show gratitude and gentleness in the midst of a tough time in America today. And in that sea part, the Lord is near. If I said you were getting money, I would get a few amens. I said the Lord is near. The day is coming where we can go back home. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more frustration, that we can be in continual fellowship with him. The Lord is near. Thank you, Apostle Paul. To live is Christ, but to die is my gain. It is your gain. It is our gain. So when we have an attitude of gratitude, it helps us, Gio, reframe our priorities. Because problems are coming, but when we have an attitude of gratitude, we can reframe and keep our focus. We can reframe. You can knock me off on the side, but I can get right back on track because my priorities, my gentleness, I am committed to rejoicing. I am committed to making it evident because the Lord is near. Amen. Okay, let's, let's get a little bit more practical real quick. Go ahead and find Proverbs chapter 15. I love Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 15. Let's start with verse number one. Tony from the NIV. Let's get very plain. A gentle answer. Put this on the screen. A gentle answer. Turns away wrath. Again, you didn't hear me. A gentle answer. Turns away wrath. But harsh (laughs) words stirs up anger. Can we be honest? Some of us, our mouth is too fast, too furious. You're in addition number 10. Your mouth is too fast and too furious. And now we've advanced past our mouth and our hands. It's too fast and too serious with a response, with a reply. I got to say it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to let you know. And God is saying your gentleness is being destroyed because your mouth is too fast and too fierce. I was going to say something. I'm going to be nice. 
because I want to make sure we have a good Sunday afternoon and my fantasy team does well. Gio got me last week, so I need to redeem myself. Your mouth is too fast and too furious. Your hands. <sighs> the power of a deep breath. Lord, have mercy. Take a moment. Relax. Go back to the word. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Point number two. Gentleness diffuses conflict. Say it with me. Gentleness diffuses conflict. So what does that mean? Gentleness is a prescription to anger. See, our issues, what the world tells us and what culture tells us is that we mimic what other people are doing to us. And God is saying, stop mimicking those around us. They get happy, you happy. They're excited, you're excited. They're thankful, you're thankful. When they're fearful, you're fearful. When they're angry, you can turn up too. When they're out of control, you're out of control. Matter of fact, let's be honest, you don't meet their level. If they get loud with you, you go higher. It was here, but you took it there. When they go low, we go high. No, don't misappropriate the test. Stop mimicking those around you. Gentleness says you can diffuse a situation. And some of us have gotten to the point where our mouth is good and our hands are good. But Papa John, boy, our body language just show we just want to say something. And you're getting better. You got a little fruit. You ain't got much fruit in gentleness. Your facial expressions, your face is worth a thousand words. You said a lot, but you didn't say nothing. And we're going to give you a B, not an A. But God is saying we have to lower our voice. We have to refrain from the actions And what happens today, maybe it's not a face-to-face confrontation, but online, based on how you respond. You want to go all caps on your response to let them know the tone in which you come in with. Or you put an emoji, which one? You like roll your eyes, or you get one of those gifs, and you want to like back up into the wall, whatever, hands on the face, whatever. Sign language, and you just, whatever. And God says, when you, when you use gentleness to diffuse conflicts, God wants us in this season to disarm our critics. Gentleness is able to disarm your critics. Come on, if you're in the room or if you are online, if you want to be a leader, put your hand up. Give me a hand in the comment or put facts Let me drop some truth. The more influence, the more success you have on this earth. Guess what the consolation prize is? Critics. And they're coming with criticism. And sometimes they come in one, but most of the time they come in packs. You by yourself and there's 10 people. You say something positive. You post the scripture and they want to dislike it and hate and say, what about this text? Critics, when you grow and influence They will come and handle it. Here's my question. (laughs) How are you handling your critics? 
<laughs> How are you handling your critics? Are you putting them in check? Are they got, because you keep messing with them, you're going to have to write a check. Are they putting you in check? How are you handling the situation? Are you disarming them? Or are you feeding into it? When the fire is going on, are you putting water? Are you putting the word on a situation? Or are you spreading and creating more gas and creating a little fire to a firestorm? Some people are looking. See, when we respond, it gives energy. It gives value to those that are criticizing you. And the thing that upsets them the most is when you don't respond. Gentleness. You're diffusing the comment. And they'll keep coming, and eventually they'll move on because you can't touch this. Gentleness is able to... When you're gentle, you give hmm, gentleness. Miss Lawanda is when we give more attention to the voice of our creator than the voice of the critic. Gentleness. If you're responding, if you got to justify yourself, you are giving more value to the voice of the critic and not your creator. Point number three. I know I stepped on some toes. Number three, gentleness earns respect. When you're gentle, you earn respect. One of the things that frustrate me the most, Papa John, is aggravating, aggressive, and pushy car salesmen. Anybody else? Can I get a witness? When you go to the dealer and you say, I just want this at the base model, and they take you to the highest one, and they try to oversell you for all of these things. I'm like, yo, you pushy. You better get gentle on walking out the door. And I've lost respect for you. And we're starting to see it right back in the day for those that are 25 and under, but those that are above it, no judgment, no conditions, just love. Where we used to see these crazy infomercials, buy this today. It's only going to cost $19. If you do it, you can get this knife. But if you do it right now, you can get a second knife for $5. If that's not enough for you, we'll give you a butter knife and we'll give you a Bible. Proverbs, Psalms, and the New Testament right now. Don't wait. Here it comes. You can have it right now. (laughs) I hate commercials like that. Gentleness earns respect. Stop laughing, Miss Luana. Gentleness earns respect. My last house I bought and the last car we bought, it came from gentle people. We've dealt with some people that got disrespectful, that got aggressive. Yes, they had talent. Yes, they had more experience. Yes, they had more knowledge. But I did not like their tone. I did not like their attitude. I did not like their skills because I value those that value the same thing as me. I want to help those that are able to do the right thing according to God's word and God's will. Amen. Hmm. So, leadership, just because you have the position does not mean you're the leader. Position is the first level of leadership. Lord, I want to be a pastor that don't just be a pastor based on my title. I want to be known for being gentle, not just my gifts, 
Gifts are good. Talent is good. But that's not enough. That will not sustain you because if you can be honest, I know there's a lot of people that can preach better than me, that have more dedication and spent more time in prayer and that has sacrificed more. But I pray that it is the juicy fruit that makes you desire to be at Diverse City. So if you're a leader and you're not modeling these examples to lead as leaders with the juicy fruit, you are out of order. Your time is coming because you do not fit the culture. Yes, we want talent. Yes, we want competency. If you, can t- if you can't type, you cannot be the admin. Yes. But the culture in Christ takes precedent to what you can do and who you are and who recommended you. Gentleness earns respect. Gentleness sustains respect in this season. Reminds me of a Bible story. Let's do a quick quiz real quick. The story of King Rehoboam. Again, Rehoboam, not Ray Ray, Rehoboam. <clears throat> In the comments right now, can somebody tell me who is Rehoboam's father? Not so loud. I want them to find out. Put in the comments right now. Who is Rehoboam's father? I'll give you 10 seconds. Never mind. Patience. I'm still working on it. Rehoboam. Can you say it again? Solomon is his father. And his story sheds a lot of light, Miss Sharon, on gentleness. The Bible tells us Solomon, after he passes away, Rehoboam becomes the king. And now at this pivotal time in his transition of leadership, He's trying to figure out what to do. He starts off right to go seek out wise counsel. He goes to the elders. He goes to the older advisors because the people have brought a situation that says, hey, we love you, king, but can you help us out? Can you lighten the labor a little bit? Can you help us out? Can you give us a tax break just for a season? Just help us out with this transition as we rebuild. So as he goes to the older people, he gives this request, and the older people tells him, to be gentle, and to honor their request, and you will win their loyalty. And Rehoboam like, for real? Okay. So then he goes to his peers, and he said, hey, here's the situation. I just want to let y'all know before I make this decree. The, The people want me to take it easy on them, and the older people says, to lighten the request, to honor it. They'll be loyal to you forever as you give them juicy fruit. And his peers said, we do not disagree. You know what? You're being soft right now. I thought you were a man. This is your time to flex your muscles. This is your time to be the king. This is your time to show how bad and how awesome you are. You've been waiting on this. You've been dreaming for this. And he said, you know what? I am fly. I am the man. I can do this. And he took the advice of his peers. And guess what happened? Immediately, civil war broke out. And he was appointed to rule and lead 12 
tribes of Israel. And because of civil war, because of his desire to not produce and give juicy fruit, the kingdom ripped, not in half. It wasn't sits over here. It wasn't sits over there. Ten of the tribes left him. And he only had two. Matter of fact, the scriptures will tell you one and a half. Because of gentleness, he lost respect. Following peers, following bad counsel, getting into himself, he did not apply. He did not follow what gentleness was called to do. He did not apply the wisdom of his father. He did not apply the wisdom of his grandfather, David, that led with gentleness. And because he was not gentle, he lost everything he wanted. Now he has to watch his back. He's outnumbered by those. He's not feeling himself. His confidence is gone. His insecurity is gone because he would not, in the most critical season of his life, give out juicy fruit, but he let it expire. He let it spoil, and now it's nasty and it's rotten, and those that were with him are now against him. Gentleness. So what is the takeaway? Gentleness adheres to wise counsel. Gentleness is maintaining faithfulness to God's power and treating people the way we want to be treated. See, gentleness, Miss Katrina, gentleness will keep you where your gifts will take you. Gentleness will keep you where your genealogy will take you. Gifts and genealogy is not enough, but if you don't know how to steward it in this season, you're at risk for losing it. Be gentle. Don't let it go to your head. There's promotion on the way, and I'm telling you, when you get it, if it gets to your head, if your head goes from here to a grande cabeza in Spanish, because we're a diverse church. You will lose it. You're at risk. Maybe they're still on your team, but they don't like you. They're doing a group chat every day talking about he can't stand him. We don't like him. And they are more against you than are with you. Be gentle. Mm -hmm. Yes, pastor. Let's locate 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. Let me get a swig real quick. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. Are y'all good? Everybody good? Come on. Give me, give me 10 hours and five minutes. We'll be done. I was, y'all got quiet. Anyway, that was a joke. That was a joke. <clears throat> 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. And we're looking at the English Standard Version. The Bible says, but we were gentle among you, like nursing mother taking care of her own child. Oh. Give me that baby. Yeah, one moment. The little baby. Her name is Susie. This is my daughter's baby that she got for her birthday last week. But I'm using it as a prop, and I need you to think about this question. How do you handle those that are weak or less than? How do you handle those who are weak and less than? The scripture says we take them and we should nurse them in gentleness like a baby. For those that have kids, when they're one and under one, when you're holding them, guess what? Your priorities don't matter anymore. What you want, who cares? 
Your job and your number one responsibility, keep both hands on the baby, is to make sure the baby is safe and make sure the baby is secure. What if the baby cries? Find out why. Help them grow and nurture. Keep them safe. When you're nurturing them, you're not trying to hurt them. When you're nurturing them, you're trying to feed them, feeding them with the word, feeding them with affirmation, feeding them with care. When you're hurting, when you're holding them and you're nurturing them, you're not trying to impose your strength. When you're nurturing them, you're trying to help them with their problems. Matter of fact, their problems become your problems. When you're nurturing them, evangelism one-on-one, when someone gives their life to Christ, I don't care how old they are. I found this quote, and it is great. Evangelism one-on-one, somebody put this in the comments, is building a bridge of the love of God from my heart to their heart so Jesus can walk across. Gentleness, evangelism is where we're building a bridge from my heart to their heart and allowing Jesus to walk across, not burning the bridges down, not getting mad and judging them because they don't believe what you believe. How are you handling those that are less fortunate? How are you handling those that are weak? Are you judging them? Are you grumbling? Or are you being gentle? We need gentle Christians. We need gentle giants. We need those to be able to help our brothers and sisters in the Lord. If we're going to be a church to equip, to evangelize when they come in, regardless of what they're wearing, what they're saying, are we going to nurture them? Are we going to help them? Or are we going to continue to hurt them? Okay, let's talk about this sacred cow real quick. So we got Tuesday. <laughs> Voting. Yeah. Vote responsibly. It is your right. <laughs> it is your privilege. But let's just kind of talk about this real quick. And um, Pastor Ardine, just give me the wink if I'm you know, kind of off a little bit. But let's go ahead and say this. Jesus is not a Democrat. Jesus is not a Republican. Jesus is not a part of our democracy. Jesus is a part of a theocracy. Jesus does not want to be president. Jesus is a king. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let that sit in real quick. Let that sit in. Just, Just take it. Just take it. Just let it sit in real quick. Set it in. Okay. We good? Can we move on? Just take it. Hold up. So, what does that mean? Let's, let's just break it down a little bit further. So, Jesus is not only for the left wing. Jesus is not only for the right wing. Jesus is for the whole bird. Yeah, 
y'all, y'all crazy. Jesus is not for the left wing. Jesus is not for the right wing. Jesus is for the whole bird, the whole nation, the whole world. Because when you only are committed to people of one wing, if you are a bird and you try to fling and fly with one wing, you're only going in circles. And we're trying to figure out what's going on. And you're mad because you're focused on your wing. And you're upset and like Jesus fits it. And Jesus is saying, I am for both. I am for all. And us at Diverse City have to understand the way we post, the way we talk, the things that we say. I'm telling you, if you're in love with politics, you are going to be offended this week. And it will be your opportunity to produce fruit. It will be an opportunity to allow your light to shine. Not comment, but willing to have a conversation. Not just comment, but come to DCC Impact. Not comment, but willing to invest and say, okay, send me something so I can understand your perspective. Because I'm not under your control, I'm under God's control. All right, let's move on. Galatians chapter 6. Let that sink in. It will hit you on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Galatians chapter 6. Y'all tired of me? No. All right, good. Thank you. you guys, you're stuck anyway. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And you can go ahead and stand to your feet. Maybe my shortest message on Juicy Fruit. Galatians chapter 6. The Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin... You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. And here's my favorite part. But watch yourselves or you may also be tempted. Mm, 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 mm. Restore them gently because the things, things that you're criticizing, it will be your next test. And if you're not right, Temptation can make you fall just like you're judging and pointing at them. Point number four, as we close, gentleness, focus on reconciliation. Gentleness, focus on restoring. Gentleness, focus on helping others. It is not committed to humiliation. Gentleness, focus on restoration instead of humiliation. Gentleness will say when you're slipping, when you've had a setback, and so many have with this idle time. This has been a tough year, and the enemy has been coming to attack so many people. Our response in gentleness is saying, how can I help you? How can I restore you? Because the difference between me and you is that you got caught and I didn't. I need grace just like you need grace. I got issues just like you got issues. Yeah. Because if you study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's only one type of people that I really see that Jesus have an issue with. And that are those who are self-righteous. Yeah. It fires him up. Matter of fact, what is it? In John chapter 8, 
when the Bible talks about the woman caught in adultery, they didn't go get the man she slept with. They got the lady, and there was a circle of men that tried to surround her, and they said, the punishment for you, we're not going to handle you gently. We're going to take a stone, and you're going to die right here on the spot. And then Jesus shows up on the scene. And the Hebrew scholars will tell you in the Jewish, he gets in this circle. He looks around and says, okay. And he starts to write. I'm coming to you. He begins to write. And studies will show he wrote each of their own sins. And they say, oh, mm. and in that moment, they all walked away. They were operating in self-righteousness. They forgot the joy. They forgot the power of their salvation. They forgot they needed God's mercy and forgiveness, just like this woman. And we try to categorize sin. And God is saying, we all need his grace. Jesus said, he that is without sin to cast the first stone. Gentleness says, I'm going to give you compassion. Gentleness says, I am going to bring you comfort. Gentleness says that I am going to be, be able to give you care. I'm going to help you get through this. I'm going to help you. Matter of fact, you need something to drink? Take a bite. Taste and see that the Lord is still good, even though you've been bad. Taste and see that he's able to restore you into your rightful place. Juicy fruit. You cannot ignore. You cannot minimize weakness. Gentleness. We have to prayerfully consider all of the things that are going on. Pray for our church. We're considering reopening, and I know, I know, I know, I know there's people over here that y'all need to get back in the house of the Lord. You need that face-to-face accountability. And there are other people over here saying we shouldn't open church until a vaccine comes out. And wherever you are on the spectrum, You can have a different opinion, but don't criticize others. Respond with gentleness. It is not a black and white situation. It is gray. It takes counsel. It takes wisdom. Yes, there are churches down the road that said they won't open until 2021. Yes, there are other churches right down the street that's been open as soon as the time, but we want to know what is the wisdom thing to do in this situation. We want to respond with juicy fruit. We want to be able to serve. It breaks my heart every Sunday that we're not here. It breaks my heart every week, but I care not only about your spirit, but I care that you're secure, and I care that you are safe just as well. Yeah. So pray for our church. 
I believe by next weekend we'll have a decision to discuss if we're going to reopen this year or if we're not. But wherever it is, understand I am not responding like Rehoboam and going wild. We are making this decision together with your heart, with your care, and with your support. Yeah. So that's why we teach on Juicy Fruit, because you don't have to be here. You can grow right where you are because you are connected to the source. So here's my prayer for our people. I'm going to say a statement and we'll actually pray. Is that I am asking for the people of Diverse City definitely this week that you get tough skin and a tender heart. Again, I am praying for you to have tough skin and a tender heart. This will be a week where you will have the opportunity to grow. Do not allow the situation for you to get a tough heart and tender skin and everything offends you. You have given control away, but the word of the Lord says gentleness is coming into your house in Jesus' name. Yes. Beyond gentleness, I'm believing that we are going to produce fruit in this season. But you got to trust God. You got to understand you may not know what to do. You may not know where to go. Stick with the word. Tell me you can do it. Say, you can do it. You can overcome it. You are better in it. You're going to get stronger. You're going to go wiser. And God is going to show you great and mighty works. God is going to reveal to you that you can still be a prophet, a priest, and a king. God is going to show you that despite all of your issues, you are still more than a conqueror. So how do we do it? Going back to... Session number one is connecting to the source. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 11, then Jesus said, Miss Lawanda, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. We love to quote verse number 28, but verse number 29, put this on the screen. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because Jesus is humble and gentle at heart. And you and I and me will find rest in our soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the word today. I thank you that everyone that hears this word will not just be hearers, that we will become doers. Lord, I thank you through our sacrifices and our seeds that you will bring increase, that you will bring multiplication as we choose to be obedient to your word today. I thank you, Lord, that you're producing people that will respond with gentleness. And as they respond, they will earn respect. As they respond, they will get the attitude of gratitude that we begin to change our thought process when others fall to bring restoration and not humiliation. I thank you for the people of Diverse City as as we move into this time of family and gatherings and even during a virus season that we will stay planted, that we will stay committed, that we will meditate on your law day and night and we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that we are able to produce fruit 
in this season. Lord, I pray for those that have fallen away from you, that those that may not know you, that our lives, that our hearts will become a bridge from us to them, and you're able to walk across into that living room right now, that you're able to walk across into that car, that you're able to walk across into their environment, into their situation, and we begin to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, give me rest. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I have missed the mark, and we will find rest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we're not just fans of you, that we're becoming disciples of you, that we begin to love with you more and more, and our juicy fruit will be evident because all will see that you are near, that we are excited about it, and we will bring others day by day, moment by moment, with our posts, with our replies, with our responses, to handle others, to treat people the way we want to be treated, to love our neighbor as ourself, as we honor you and we believe by faith that we will produce fruit in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Mr. Gio, if you could come up here and close us out with a benediction. Uh, Pastor James, thank you so much for an awesome word. Wasn't that good? Gentleness. Um, you saying that, it, you know, it reminds me of when I was in the military. And uh, we used to do training for, for war and things of that nature. And um, we would have to simulate like someone was hurt on the battlefield. And then we would have to carry them off the battlefield to be able to get treatment. All while under fire, right? So the thing about that was if, if that person had a broken leg or a broken arm, you had to be gentle with them, right? But you were still under fire, right? But if you were rough with them, right? If you were rough with them, you could injure them even further by trying to help them. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? So it made me think of that, Pastor James, and it made me understand that even though someone is attacking you, even though you may be trying to help someone, yes. understand that that person could be hurt. Yes. And by you being rough, right. as opposed to being gentle, right. come on. you could hurt that come hurt on. person even come more. On. Come on now. Come on now. And not only injure come them, on. but, but, but lose their trust. That's right. That's right. So as we move forward, brothers and sisters, we have to understand that the Lord is in control. And we have to have faith in him. That's right. And when we stand on our faith, That's right. then we're able to withstand any attacks. That's right. We're able to stand firm come on, come in our gentleness, regardless of what comes our way, knowing that our happiness, our, our sanity does not depend on someone else. Amen. It depends on the Lord. Amen. And then we can be steadfast and immovable. Mm. And we can show others 
that gentleness is really strength. That gentleness is really what it's all about. Amen. Because that is what can, like you said, Pastor James, build a bridge to other people so that Jesus can walk across. That can build a connection as opposed to turning people off. Because sometimes people are testing you. As a Christian, they know you're a Christian and they want to test you and see how strong your faith really is. And they'll provoke you and they'll poke you to see if you'll bite. We represent the Lord. So let our actions and our words and our demeanor represent him well, regardless of what may come our way. So as we move forward with the week, I pray that the Lord gives you strength to remain gentle in the face of adversity. I pray that he gives you understanding to know that your strength comes from gentleness. And it is a reflection of his love that he has for you because he has been gentle with you. So walk in that knowledge. And we thank you for watching. We love you and have a great day.